Loads up to the goals, Grant Max King again, big launch! Oh, what a Grant Max King! <laughs> a handball, trying to get it to Ducone, he needed a bit of luck. Paul Ballard just hesitated. Oh, he's sucked the slipper! Nothing going wrong for Carlton! Welcome to um, another two-man editions. These are, these are getting very common. The two-man editions of the NPO Sports Podcast. It's uh, me and Aaron Wood on this occasion. Yep, no, um, no Tim tonight. No Tim. T- no Tim tonight. He's got a very, very tight schedule. He said, "Very tight his schedule, Woody." Not, not much you can do about that. Not Sometimes much you can do it happens. Do about that. I, my schedule is also tight, but I uh, managed to squeeze in. So, um, I suppose we can probably get started with the blue baggers. I'll, I'll, I'll start by just asking you a question, right? All right. Okay, so they, they had a great win. Um, very celebratory. They, they sort of got their game into gear, um, albeit Gold Coast haven't played in the MCG since about 2012. That's, but that's a whole nother matter. Um, what does all of this frivolity and merriment about the win does that all mean nothing if they just don't rock up against Hawthorne when they play in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, that's correct. So, obviously, after six straight losses, it's good to have a win. It's good to put a quarter together like they did in the second quarter. Um, I think there were seven multiple goal kickers, which is a good spread. Um, Harry McKay kicked three, and then there was multiple um, multiple players that kicked two each. Uh, that's all positive. Chera should in all honesty, win the best and fairest at this rate. Um, so there's a few good signs, but let's not get carried away. One good quarter where we kicked nine goals to nothing, which was pretty much the the difference in the end, um, does not eradicate the last 12 weeks. So you got to see this more and more before you really want to get too excited. And as you said, we've got the bye this week, so a win like that's probably come at the wrong time. Um, and then, yeah, it means absolutely nothing if you don't back it up with a win against Hawthorne after the bye. Well, Hawthorne hasn't exactly been scrubs over the last three weeks, have they? Um, no. So um, the... They've got Gold Coast this week as well. So, yep. um, yeah, we'll get a good indication of where they're at when you've got, you know, the team that you're playing in two weeks, playing the team you played last week. Um, you've got a common... Um, opponent there so you can get a bit of a read on things but um yeah. there's just there's nothing to get excited about unless they back it up for a few weeks uh they, they did inject a little bit of it leg speed in selection long overdue as he thought yeah yeah um oh well, and yeah, i suppose you could even though he's been inside a few weeks you, you probably throw camp in there as well yeah camp's been fantastic actually yeah. so he's 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 got a bit he's got a bit of dash so I don't um, think that based on based on how young he is and what he's done the last few games, um, doesn't matter what he does really from here on in. I think you just play him every game for the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't think he goes out of the side. Um, so Vossi, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, he thought, okay, well, let's just go try a more att- attacking offensive style, uh, which... Um, save for conversion, sort of come a cropper against uh, 
against Melbourne. Was it? Was it the dogs? Uh, oh, that was the last few weeks where we could, yeah. you know, six, seven, eight goals, 14, 15, 16. Okay, so obviously, obviously they've made a as goals. They've made a conscious decision upstairs that they want to, you know, try and get the ball moving a bit quicker, get it down, get it down to your forwards. Um, worked to some extent the week prior, but uh, without the converting. But, um, but yeah, are you are you like uh, are you are you like on the standpoint of you're wondering where that's been or? Uh, just... Not really. As you know, I've always I've never been one to bash Price. It's like the execution has been the issue. Well, if we go back the last four weeks and you know, instead of kicking eight goals fourteen, you're kicking, you know, fourteen goals eight, it's a completely different story, isn't it? Well, that's why so I think the, I think the, a lot the of the game plan criticism of Voss, yeah, is, is it's been unwarranted. Um I, I think the game plan, although it hasn't been aesthetically pleasing. It's creating possession. It's creating inside fifties, and it's creating shots on goal. Um, so, as I've been saying, you can't put poor goal kicking on Boss. It, it, his job is to make sure that the game plan gets the ball forward of centre, gets inside the forward fifty, and creates the shots on goals. And it has been doing that, and, and it came together on the weekend. Let's face it, Mackay and Kerno aren't going to. They're not going to get smaller, are they? They're still going to be. They're still going no, to be kick, right. kicking to targets, aren't they? That's right. And the, the the trick is when you got guys like that, you got to get it in quick. Was it? I don't know. It didn't seem like there was much resistance in the second quarter. No, there wasn't. That's why it's a bit hard to get carried away because it's easy to look that good when there's no resistance or very little pressure from the opposition. So. A win's nice after six losses. Um, the buy comes at the wrong time. We have to back it up against Hawthorne um, for this week to mean anything at all. If 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 there's we don't get four points in two weeks, then th- this win means even less. Especially you know, I don't when know. you look at that, you got Fremantle, Fremantle away after that. You're, you're um, already have you you've already played Frio here, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, and then we go into a game against Port Adelaide. Um, so, yeah, the next month um, is pretty important. Yeah, it'll tell you. It'll tell you where you're at. Um, blip on the radar for the Gold Coast, or uh, I don't know. Or if it's there, a blip on the radar. Were there, were there signs? Signs there that they're just getting back to the end of the, the sort of second yeah. half of the season, disappointing selves. Well, they've never been consistent, have they? Their best has been good, really good, and their worst has been atrocious. But I was listening to um, SEN on Monday morning with Kane and Gary Lyon, and I think the last four years, I think Kane said after the bye, Gold Coast are eight and thirty-six. Well, something's got to change there. You can't just keep going. I mean, and I, and so I they're getting to the bye. They're getting to the bye at. You know, the fifty-fifty yeah. win ratio, and then they went. They're going two and ten from yeah, there, complete, completely dropping off. Um, I'm sure they're aware of it, and I'm sure they're trying their best to sort of, to sort of get out of it. But um, if, if yeah, it just it goes to show what. How much of that do you put down to them playing on the MCG and Carlton 
being used to being there. <sighs> is that? Because you've seen. I don't know well, if that's an excuse. Well, well is it? Because you've seen sides like Brisbane come and wilt at the MCG. Yeah, but so is, we, is that we don't we, we 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 don't we don't cut them any slack for that though, do we? Like well, you no. yourself, so you can't take them seriously until they do it. So, if you're not making excuses for Brisbane and you're saying Brisbane need to be better when they travel, then you need to put the same. Gold, Gold Coast, it's not know, Gold Coast not, are only I'm two or three years into the comp Excuses now. as much as reasons. So this is the thing though, like if. If any team wants to be taken seriously, you can't say, oh, well, they just don't play the MCG really well because you're not going to win a flag if you can't play the MCG. So a focus needs to be finding a way to play on the MCG. And I know the Gold, that Gold Coast don't play there very often, but that, that's up to them to then lobby the AFL to get more games at the MCG, isn't it? If, if they believe that's an issue. What does Stuart do? What does Stuart do? do? Does he sweep it under the carpet or does he sort of really go in on the on the boys. Um, you'd like to think that he goes pretty hard at them. But in this day and age, apparently feelings matter more than wins. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think Gold Coast have to draw a line in the sand somewhere, I think. But it, it, in all honesty, it, it, we're at the point where we Gold Coast are never going to be relevant, are they? Well, yeah, we keep waiting for it and they keep teasing us, but... Then they put out performances like that. It's it's hard to trust them, and, and that that was a big opportunity for Gold Coast. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Yeah, like you've got a team that's in the bottom four, lost six in a row. Their last win was against West Coast, and, and, and Gold Coast comprehensively Gold, beaten like that. And Gold Coast form was terrific coming up the game. That's right. That was that. That's really poor from them. Yeah, I'd be. They really, had a chance really to make some. I'm not going to say a massive statement because it's Carlton, but a win there, knowing how poorly they play or how little they play at the MCG, even if it was only a two or three goal win, that really puts a stamp on their season, doesn't it? Right, they 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 cement themselves probably in the eight, yeah, or right in right in the mix of that that log jam there, and other teams have to then take them seriously. But now after that. I can't imagine a team that's going to play them in Melbourne is really concerned. No, and they haven't given us reason not to for to, to be concerned. When, when no, that's right. Really. It's and and this has just been symptomatic of Gold Coast's whole existence, hasn't it? Yeah, this is great if we could get through most of the pod just banging on about the Gold Coast to avoid my dumb team, but we have to talk. Ah. But you know, we, are, we are, look. We have to talk about them eventually, I guess, don't we? We do, and now's probably as good a time as any. Yeah, well, um, I don't think. Well, just going back to well, by the time this comes out, it'll be a week ago. Um, I don't. I think it's probably said well, a little about Geelong and more about Port Adelaide and their bona fides. Uh, in, in all honesty, I and I've mentioned it to you, I think Port Adelaide's the best team in the competition right now. They've That's, got Zach Butters, who's potentially yeah. the best player. They've got a great young midfield group. Um, their forwards are clicking. Their defence is really good. Uh, they, there's a lot to like about Port Adelaide, isn't there? It's the best, slickest footy I've seen from any team this year. 
Oh, they they just move it so confidently and so quickly, yeah. don't they? They they just executed everything. Like how many how many perfect kicks were there into the forward fifty? Where the blokes are on a man, but it didn't matter because the kick was that perfect. They were able to just yep. put their and, put their hands up and just grab it without much resistance. And and in all honesty, no one was expecting Geelong to win that game. I wouldn't have thought. No, no, not many people tipped them, including, um, including myself. No, that's right, but. I think the big takeaway was how clinical and how clean Port Adelaide are. And and I I would not be betting against them um to to win or in any game for the rest of the year and I probably wouldn't be betting against them to to win the flag either. I think they're you got them and Collingwood in the top tier and take your pick of which one you think's better. I've yeah. got Port Adelaide ahead of Collingwood um, for mine, but there's a gap between Port Adelaide and Collingwood and the rest anyway. Yeah, I think they've separated themselves. So we've got the two the two Magpie teams at the top of Melbourne, the Melbourne, I think I think if Collingwood are one and one A, then Melbourne are B and Brisbane are C. Yeah, but I think there's a sizable gap between Port Adelaide and Collingwood to Melbourne. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. And then you go. There's a sizable gap again, I think, to Brisbane, especially when you factor in how poorly they play the MCG. Yeah, yeah. If they if, um, they, if, they, if they don't get a top two spot, then um, and then it's uphill sledding I, for them. And then I don't think you can really take any other team seriously as a contender. I think there's some some good teams out there, but as far as contenders go. We're at round fifteen, and there's only Port Adelaide, Collingwood, and potentially Melbourne that you can make well, a strong case look, for. Look at the sides below the top four. You just look at them, and they they well, are they going to beat Collingwood in the final? Well, right, right. so the, are they going to beat Port out, Are they going to beat Port Adelaide in the final? Rounding out the top eighty, St Kilda, Essendon, Bulldogs, and Adelaide, and I'll tell you what, the, this might surprise, but the team I trust the most is probably Adelaide. Well, yeah, especially if they say they cop, say they cop Port Adelaide in a final. How, how, how much bad luck would that be for Port Adelaide? Oh, that yeah, that's right. It would be, and, <laughs> yeah. And, it, 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 yeah, that it, how massive would that be though for South yeah, Australian it'd be, football? It'd be a, it'd be a huge but, game. I think the last time they played, I think Adelaide touched them up too. Um, yeah, but Adelaide, Adelaide player. A good brand of footy as well. So I'd imagine if that was to happen, it'd be a pretty high scoring game too. Um, not because they've got shit defenses, just because they like to like to both push the ball forward and quickly. Anyway, um I've still avoided talking about my dumb team. I guess so, but that's got nothing to do with Geelong. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've done well, so, haven't I? I've, you've <laughs> done all right. Fifteen minutes in. Yeah. Um, at the moment at the moment we've got um Geelong sitting 10th mm. at 6 and 7. Right, so I'm going to go through the rest of their fixtures for you. They've got Melbourne not, this week. It's not easy, no. I'm, I'm so Melbourne this week, I would suggest that puts them at 6 and 8, realistically. Uh, well, the way Melbourne are going and with our outs now, um, it's going to be uphill sledding, yeah. That's right. And then Sydney in Sydney, so mm -hmm. that gets it back to probably 7 and 8. Yep. Um, North Melbourne, so they're back at eight and eight, and then we go Essendon, a fifty-fifty game. 
Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of games at GMHBA, which is a positive, yep. I suppose. So, given that that's in Geelong, you give them the edge, so nine and eight. It's going to be tough. And then Brisbane at the Gabba, nine and nine. Rio at GMHBA, they're 10 and 9 by then. Then Port Adelaide, probably 10 and 10, to be honest. I'd, I'd pick Honestly, Port Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. And Port Adelaide have a decent record um, in Geelong yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. and they're flying at the moment. So you'd be um, hard pressed to tip against them. Yeah, then Collingwood, I wouldn't back us against Collingwood at the moment. No. Um, and then St Kilda, another 50-50 game. That's the, at Marvel. And then the Bulldogs. And then, then they finish up against the Bulldogs, another 50-50 game. So, so yeah, well, I don't think... I, don't I think mean, 12, you could make a case for... I don't, I don't think 12, 12, and 12, from, 12 and 12 isn't going to cut it for making the eight. That's what I mean, you could you could make a case for them winning 12 games and you could also make a case for them maybe only finishing on nine wins as well with that draw. Well, that wouldn't be... If we're going to miss the eight, we might as well miss the eight by a fair bit. Well, that's the thing. If you're going to miss the eight, you're probably better off having nine wins and finishing, you know, 13th and getting pick six rather than, you know, just knocking on the door and getting pick 10 or 11, aren't you? Yeah. Now, this is by no means an, an excuse, but um, so in the grand final last year, we had a centre square of uh, Stanley, Selwood, Dangerfield, Cam Guthrie and Tom Atkins. Yep. Well, the only one left from there, the playing in the middle now, is is Tom Atkins, and that showed because yep. Port Port would just slick out of the middle. Yeah, and that's where that's where that's where I don't blame any of the Geelong forwards for Thursday night because the ball would just simply wasn't getting to them. Not, they're certainly not often enough. No, not often enough, and uh, the ball. So, and that's that's where the issues lie, I think. But I think you know what, though, it, realistically. Port Adelaide winning by 38 points. I think that's actually probably a fair reflection of right. the disparity between the two teams. Well, yeah, and particularly when Dangerfield went down about 10 minutes in. Yeah. So let, let, let's look at um, Geelong's ageing brigade, especially in the midfield. So Cam Guthrie, he's, he's knocking on the door of 30 if he's not well, there already. Even when he wasn't, even when he was playing, he wasn't in great form. No, and then you've got Mitch Duncan, Patrick Dangerfield. Um, they, they've been the nucleus of that midfield yep. for, Ma- for um, a few years. Mark Blitzevs. Yeah, yeah. So they they need a youth injection, especially in the midfield, well, don't well, they? Well, they've got they've got Tannebrun, and I, I I don't I think it's a bit unfair on. Bit unfair on Tanner Brun for to expect him to just be the number one bull every week. No, and he's twenty years old. No, that's old. right. Now he he's only twenty, isn't he? Still, yeah, he's twenty years old. So it's it's um, unf- it's unfair to expect him to go gangbusters week in week out. Yeah. It just, um, just and then um, Bowers, he's been brought in. Obviously, yeah, Bowers not... Bowers is more of a back flanker. So I wouldn't. Oh, but he can push into the middle. He can, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He hasn't yeah, been playing. Gonna... Hasn't been playing that role. I'm going to throw a little bit of a, a Carlton mix at you here. Paddy Dow, he's been on the outer and his management should be telling him to seek a trade. Would you be happy to throw up a, a pick in the, you know, mid to late 30s to get a Paddy Dow? It, it depends in which direction the club's going. 
because he's still only 23, 24 years old. Yeah, but if if the club, if the if the club actually at the end of this year has a bit of a look in the mirror and think, well, if we just keep trying to top up with blokes, like eventually it's going to be pretty fruitless. Yeah, but they, they usually try and top up with blokes that are 28, 29. I yeah. mean, you've got a bloke in mid-20s here. Well, well not this year. I mean, they've they got a well, lot. Like, Brun and Henry and Bose, they're not 28. Oh, 29. I'm talking, you know, as as a as a generic statement in the last 10 years. Yeah. It, it's yeah. been the last couple of years that they've gone and got their youth. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't hurt to get a, some someone in the mid-20s in there, would it? And I'm not saying Paddy Dow is that man, but yeah, someone yeah. like that, that age profile, someone who's, you know, for one reason or another, not getting regular games at his club. I mean, that's the sort of player that Geelong should probably look at because you're still going to get a year or two more out of Dangerfield and who knows what Mitch Duncan will do. Cam Guthrie will be around a little bit longer. Yeah. But you need to just blood some some new players into that mix, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. And, um and oh, Jackson Hatley is another one, probably from Adelaide. Who, yeah, from Adelaide, who, who's on the out of there as well. Not getting, not getting a game. Um, hopefully, hopefully we see Mitch Hardy during the year. Yeah, supposed to be mid. Uh, we like we got in the mid-season draft. He's supposed to be a bit of a bull. So, what, what direction so, would you want Geelong to go in? What direction would you want Geelong to go in? Do you just go all in on the draft, or have a bit of a mix of you know, eighty percent draft and twenty percent free agents? Well, what I want them to do and what they will do have always been different things. So, um, so I don't think they're going to stop trying to compete. No, they're trying. And, and, they and they they're, stopped, they're, they're, they're on a bit of a stopped, slide. They, they haven't stopped trying to compete since God two thousand two. Yeah, that's years. what I mean. They're, they're, their slide, we're talking about, you know, Geelong sliding and they're still sitting 10th, which a lot of teams would be happy to be in that position right now. Um, so their slide's not going to be as dramatic or as prolonged as a, a Hawthorne or, you know, being down the bottom as long as, you know, Carlton and St Kilda traditionally were. And you've, seen, you've seen good clubs, like, let's take Sydney, for example, right? They might have a year, maybe two down in the doldrums, but then they shoot straight back up again. But but the doldrums aren't bottom four. The doldrums are 12, 13, no, I think they? I think at 20, was it 2018 or 19, I think they were borderline bottom four. I think they were. Oh, that's an anomaly, though. That, that, yeah, yeah, that wasn't the normal. They, did, they, didn't, they didn't linger around there. No, no. No, so they're normally, and hang, then, they're normally there for a bit and, they, and they're shooting back up again. So... so we look at it again. So in three, four years, so Selwood's already gone. Blitzhalves will go. Harry Taylor's gone. Um, Dangerfield will be gone. Guthrie. The Reece, um, Reece, Reece Stan- Stanley and John Stanley. Um, yeah, Hawkins will be gone. Now we would have to. We would have to throw. We would have to throw the kitchen sink at getting Sean Darcy over from Freeman. Or I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Oh, I think it's not the worst move you could make. But no, um, my question but, is, but what, would, what would you what would you be giving up though? Well, and that's the thing. Do you you're going to be getting a top ten pick for the first time in, or you know, not the first time, but it's a rare occasion for for yeah. Geelong to be getting a pick in the top ten, um, probably the last 15, 20 years. Um, yeah, how do you use that? Do you go trade that then for a Sean Darcy, or or do you hold on to it? Um, 
Interesting. And as I was saying, with losing all these players that have been around for so long, um, what does the coach do? Does he hang around and try and go through another mini rebuild or what do you think? You know what? I've had a good run here. I think and... I think winning the winning the flag probably reinvigorated him a little bit. I think if we kept going year after year with disappointment. Just getting close enough. I yeah, I don't think Chris was long for the job. But having but having snagged a flag last year, I think you you'll find he's got a bit more enthusiasm. So, so I, I think, and, and, probably... and if 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 not Chris Scott, then who? Because you know, well, that's the other question. He, well, he, he he's not like he's one of the worst coaches getting around. So, so yeah, and and that's the thing. Gonna if you're gonna get rid of someone for the sake of getting rid of someone. So you're you're probably more realistic about where Geelong's at rather than you know some of the more diehard fans that or, I'm not saying you're not, but emotional fans mm. that you know saying oh well, we you know they've been up for so long they're not going to be happy with spending two or three years just outside the eight and they're going to call for his head. Um, before you call for a coach's head, you've got to be sure that there's someone better out there. Well, well, the well the club the club. It would have to take, take something rather dire for the club to move him on because because they won't. No, that's what I'm talking from a fan base. Though, like it's all well and good to say sack the coach, sack yeah. the coach, but to if you're going to sack the coach, it's same as move on any player. You got to make sure that you're upgrading that position. Yeah. So yeah, and, and coaching's with, no different. Move on the coach. Who? Who's who's a better coach than Chris getting about? Yeah, that that's my point. Like, like so what other, I think, what, like what are, what other clubs if they were offered him? wouldn't take him. I think the question isn't, you know, Geelong aren't going to sack him or aren't even going to entertain that. My question's more, how long does he hang around for? It's really up to him. But And, and if he, say if he does leave Geelong, he probably won't go and coach. Oh, he wouldn't coach again, no way. I wouldn't yeah. have thought so. No, he probably won't. He's, he probably won't he's probably already won't cemented, he's cemented his legacy there. At, yes. Well, not just at the club, but as far as the AFL coaching. Yeah. Well, he'd easily goes. get a he'd easily get a job at the AFL if there was one if there was an opening there at the time. So that's not really an issue. But, but I'm thinking. But, but, I'm, but I'm always saying, do you see him moving on anytime soon, or do you think he's hanging around for the the no, median turn? No, I think he's hanging around. Yeah. If you ask if yeah. you ask me, I think I think he's hanging around. I, I'm I'm of the thinking if you're not going to contend and you're going to miss the eight, well, you might as well miss the eight. Well, if, imagine. if you're going to miss the eight, you may that, as well that, miss it completely. Because that, that, that only benefits you in the off season. I'm just being you're realistic. Gonna, sure, that's if you're going to miss. That's right. If you're going to miss the eight, you treat it like a Harry McKay set shot from 30 meters out, don't you? And just miss it completely. Miss it completely. If you're going to miss it, just uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so with three three or four games to go, we it would be hard pressed to win every single game from there from there on in. Paddy Dangerfield and Tom Hawkins probably going, you know, because Tom, Tom uh, a minor yeah. surgery or you know yeah, Hawkins exactly. has his farewell yeah, you'll game. See, you'll see some blokes just uh, nick out for surgery, cheek, and... niggling injuries or a cheeky retirement. Yeah. Get some get some games into Toby Conway, Shannon Neal. So there are some blokes waiting in the wings that we're hoping that we can play some senior footy uh, yeah. down the track. So we're not we're not sparse with. Young talent, which is a bit of a misnomer. misnomer. They think Geelong's all old, but there actually is a bit of. No, I think that young. There's still there. plenty of optimism around Geelong, isn't there? It's not. Yeah. There's no doom and gloom. It's all right. Let's just take a setback for a year or two and 
and start to get some pieces in and then we go again. Yeah, last year was a wonderful success and we should all be content with that. But, um, so let's not go call of the heads. And uh, there, um, there are a lot of other clubs that would kill to have the last 20 years that we just did. Oh, I'd kill for one of those years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not just the last 20. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so let's, let's, let's just all take a breath if you carve it. Yeah, sure. Uh, eventually those older players are going to go, but uh, it doesn't, it's the same thing happens for every team. Other teams, other teams improve and get better as well. Yeah, that's right. Other teams around you are going to, are going to get a lot better and improve. So, um, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah, I don't, there's really much more to, no. to talk about with Geelong, is there? No, no. More, we've got more important things like State of Origin to go and watch. Well, well, before we get that far advanced, we've also <laughs> got this we've also got this little oh, thing called Fal- yes, I, I, Falcon yes, Watch. I, I forgot we, we have a Fal- Falcon Watch. Well, and have, we have, have a pretty you, good week. Have you been you've been able to catch vision, have you? Yeah, I have. I've I've um I've found some vision of a few. Um which I've been more than happy to share with you. So we've got one here um, from the St Kilda-Richmond game. Um, about three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Just a ruck contest on the wing. And, um, and then Curvis just taps it down straight into the scone of Rowan Marshall, which was nice. That's fantastic. And in the wet too. It's good, always good to see a Falcon that, in the well, wet. Well, was that the one you had vision of? Yeah. Yeah, I've got you, vision you, of... Uh, Cool. Are you able to post that on our uh, social media? I think I already have. Very, very. If I haven't, I'll put them up again. But I noticed three on the weekend. You can check it out. Um, Check it out on the NPO page. And Uh, there was one in the North Melbourne Bulldogs game, and I incorrectly said that it was Ed Richards, which was a fair effort to have a Falcon when you're in a on the in the rehab sheds. But anyway, um, Oscar Baker. With about 12 and a half minutes left in the first quarter, running back with the flight of the ball to try and save a goal. He's mistimed the punch and it's hit him straight on the back of the head. And then North Melbourne pick up the ball and get a goal from it, which was fantastic. A, a goal assist Falcon, even if it is for the other team. Right. Um, it's been, my it's been, favourite, it's, though. It's been a Falcon fest. It has. My favourite, though, was um, from the Carlton and. Gold Coast game. Um, I think it was in the towards the end of the first quarter. Um, the switch of play from Gold Coast on their half back line. Harry McKay runs across to try and spoil the ball from um, Sam Collins, and he's he's missed with the fist, and it's just hit Sam Collins right on the top of the head, which was fantastic. So, so a, 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 a smother, a smother, or a spoil? A spoil. A spoil, right. A spoil, yeah. So they've tried to the switch kick. Harry McKay's come across and just I, I, on the we, top of the head. We should make a rule. A smother falcon shouldn't count. Um, even though, like, it even depends. If, or they if we're be, struggling they, for they, a nominee, we'll, we'll count. They should, they should be in their own category. That if, if, if we're struggling for a nominee, we'll claim it for that week. But We'll claim it. But, we're, um, but been, we also put, have to put the asterisk next to it, I think. No, that's I right. Think it, I that's think it needs to be like in, its a, own, in its own category. An asterisk, like a Mattia Moralitharan wicket count. Well, yes. Um, 
or any Floyd Mayweather fight. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've been blessed. So we had three Falcons on the weekend, and then I think there was one a few weeks ago where we had about five or six. So um, we we definitely need some help with Falcon Watch, though. If you see any, or even that may you may have thought was even close to a Falcon, we'll check it out. There's a couple. I'll watch a game, and you know, I'll rewind it, and it hits someone on the shoulder. It's disappointing, but it gets me excited at least to have well, a look. If, if anybody does spot a falcon that we don't, they they can uh, send it to us on what? Well, just inbox us on Facebook, the MPO Sports page, or head over to Twitter at NPO underscore sport and just uh, flick it through to us. And you don't even have to give us a video. Just give us a, a game and a rough amount of time left in that quarter and um, we'll check it out for sure. And I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna end it by saying thanks to our editor uh, Josh Watson, but I'm not gonna I swear to God I'm not gonna call Zaggy too lovely because we get he get they get called that every week. So I'll no, just say fair. I'll just I'll just say the dulcet tones and, oh, of Zaggy too of Zaggy too instead of the lovely. I don't I don't think the lovely is really necessary. No, no, no. But it, it, thanks all the same. And um, yeah, to, next week we uh, we get the Carlton review. So um, I might um, strap yourself. Put in. Adam might put Adam Maple to work, and he can dive into the stat sheets for yeah. us a bit. Yeah, dive into the stat sheets. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, all right, all right. Where are we at? It's Origin time. Let's go.